0: This is the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield.
1: Hello and welcome to the latest Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I'm Joe Rimmer and today I'm joined by Sean Bradbury. How are we? Very
0: well, thanks, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Nice environment. Yeah, Yeah, we'll chat about about.
1: the environment in a minute. Let me just introduce Ian Doyle. (laughs) Hello, Joseph. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm I'm pleased about that. It's
0: nice to see you.
1: Yep. Always a normal. Hello, we're there <laughs> <laughs> Paul Gorse, how are you? You're hearing very well. Yeah, uh, I feel yeah. like
2: you're talking in slightly hushed tones because we're in our office. Yeah, it, it the, uh, yeah well, We need to have to stay
1: in the yeah We we are right in the middle of our office. We're in a different location today, as you can see. We're not in one of the side rooms. We're in a bit of a booth. So if you do hear a bit of um, bit of noise, people making tea, making their lunch, writing things on the computers, you know why. Making it? their lunch? Well, there's a little kitchen there, don't yeah, you? Yeah. Mm. You can come into the office every now and again. You'll find these yeah. things <laughs> things don't out. Need yeah. To, though, do yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> right. Anyway, well, <laughs> you were um, you were out <laughs> wow. and about today. We'll, we'll start. We'll start with we'll put you back on the spot, Ian. Then. You were out okay. and about today. You were at yeah. press conference, and obviously the main thing that he was being asked about was the future of Mohammed Salah. Who um, I think it's been an open secret for a long time that Saudi Arabia um, they've got some money. Have you? They now? have got yeah, some money there. They've got money, a bit of got money now. Money. Yeah, but. Saudi Arabian clubs would like to sign Mohamed Salah. Um, and um, those reports seem to accelerate a little bit last night. Uh, David Ormstein of The Athletic saying that Al Ittihad, the same club that Fabinho plays yep. for, champions. Um, yeah, the champions would like to sign Mohamed Salah from Liverpool this summer if possible. That got a firm no, didn't it, from Liverpool, um, the idea of it, I should say. Um, what did Jurgen Klopp have to say about uh, Salah's future in his press conference?
3: Well, he kind of basically repeated what Liverpool said. No, he's not for sale. Mm -hmm. And he also went as far to say that uh, Salah is 100% committed to Liverpool. Then he obviously spoke a bit more at length about the impact of Saudi Arabia and what you know how how the the difference it's making to the transfer market. It was quite interesting actually, where he said, "Look, use Wigan Athletic of all clubs as an example." Where he said, "If Liverpool want to sign a player from Wigan or somebody of Liverpool's level, they'd go to Wigan and they'd probably have enough money to buy the player. You know, they'd get it done." And he says, "Man, that's just the way it's being." You know, Bayern Munich. You mentioned them as well. Dortmund. They're on that same level. But now he says, "Now, the Saudi Arabians have come in, and they appear to be on another level. On top of that, so the inference, without him actually saying it, is that Liverpool are now in danger, as we've seen already. Not just Liverpool, but Man City as well, and any kind of Premier League team almost, apart from Newcastle. Although there's probably a reason for that, no. that they're having their best players." you know, at risk of being taken because they're getting offered so much money. And that's just the way it is at the moment. I mean, quite where, how long that lasts. I know that, you know, with these things, certainly you look at China, made a go at it. America, to a certain extent. Russia, for a short while. I think the difference with Saudi Arabia is that they have, a, uh, you know, they've got a rich history of football. You know, these you know I think it have been, Al Itiad, sorry, they've been going for about 90-odd years. So, you know, this isn't a team that's just started now. You know what I mean? They, they've... They've been going for quite some time and Saudi Arabia in the World Cup, we've seen even, what was it, December, November, December, they beat Argentina, went on to win it. So I don't think they're going to go away in that sense. It's just whether or not the actual, you know, the, the amount of money that's been pumped in lasts for as long as it does. And the reason I'm saying that is because then you've got these players like Salah who there's no guarantee next year that someone's going to come in and make a massive bid for you in terms of the amount of money that they're going to offer you a week. I mean, I saw a report today that said... Ally, had want to make Salah the most um, highest-paid player in football history. One and a half million pounds for uh, a week. A Sorry, week. a week now. I don't care who you play for, and how much money you've already got. And I think we believe Salah's on between three hundred and four hundred grand a week at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money, and we can discuss. Well, what what, what point does enough money become enough money? You know, what you going, how are you going to spend that extra one point two million pounds a week or whatever? But that's irrelevant. But what is relevant to Liverpool is. There's only a week to go in their transfer window. Forget when the Saudi one uh, closes, because we don't even know exactly when that is, do we? There's been a lot of... There's been, is it this, well, we I thought it was we the 7th. Right? Forward from the 20th, we think. But the point is, that's another six days after the, yeah. the, the Premier League one uh, shuts. And I can't see any club, unless they're absolutely desperately want to get rid of a player that, that's going to sell there. So we're going to have a week of this, I think. And... Liverpool are going to be open to this because what happens if, let's be honest about it, they bid £150 million for Salah, who Liverpool, I think most supporters are now, given the impact of Saudi Arabia and the fact they're so keen on him, that he's probably going to go next summer. It might be this conversation that we have then and we have the same thing again. And this time, there's, Liverpool have had a full year to prepare for it. And of course, he's be 32 then. And I know he keeps himself in great shape. But there does come a point, no matter how well you look after yourself, that, you know, just look at me, how well you look after yourself, that <laughs> things start to go a little Not bit right? quite well. <laughs> million. £150? <yeah. laughs> similar money. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar money, definitely. Uh, by comparison, anyway. So Liverpool are going to have a week of this. Jurgen Klopp has made it quite clear it's not for sale, Liverpool have as well. Um, quite whether Salah has his head turned, only he will know over the next week, and it'll be interesting to see whether, if he turns round and says, I quite fancy going, whether Liverpool, having had the situation for Fabinho and Henderson, or whether Liverpool have learned from that and gone, well, it took us weeks and weeks and weeks to get a defensive midfielder in and you're like literally one of the best players, one of the right-wingers in the world. How are we supposed to replace you in a week? So I can't see it happening this summer, although you can't exactly rule it out completely. But this is just a story that's going to now run and run and run. It's going to be like this for the whole of the season, so it will just be interesting to see how it turns out because I'm pretty sure that Salah will end up in Saudi Arabia at some point. It's probably just, in my own view, is it's probably just a matter of when rather than if.
1: Yeah, I tend to agree. Ghosty, um quite a lot to unpack, really. Um, and quite a lot to discuss something that Doily said early doors there was that Klopp comparing Liverpool to Wigan and saying that there's this extra layer now with, with Saudi Arabia I'd argue that so far this summer certainly for Liverpool and, and probably around the market is that the players who've gone to Saudi Arabia although unexpected perhaps for Liverpool in terms of their planning, they're quite happy quite happy that Jordan Henderson's gone there they get him off the wage bill, get yeah. a decent fee in all right, maybe they probably would have preferred not to have sold for being here this summer, but with the money coming in, I think again they'd be quite happy with that deal. Yeah. Can't Liverpool just say no?
2: <clears throat> they can, but I think when a bit of that kind of money comes in, it then goes to ownership level, and then that's a major mm-hmm. question of the owners. But so, you know, if they see one fifty million for Mohamed Salah, what happens then? I actually reckon there's people at Liverpool who are absolutely bricking it at the moment. You know worrying about if bid come you know, it was it come through now emails or fax machines or whatever. I think fax, they, fax,
1: fax, the yeah. they still use fax machines. Think, is that is it they still well, exist? I the think they will
2: absolutely be panicking for in case that bid comes in because then it's a, a major decision for the club and for more importantly the owners to take. Um I agree with you in terms of I mean we talked at length about the manner of Henderson's departure and where he's gone and all that, but from a purely footballing point of view it's not a bad move for Liverpool. Um, Fabinho, perhaps less so, but I think they were happy to gamble with a forty million fee, thinking we can get an upgrade on that. So far, probably hasn't happened has it. We we'll wait and see how Endo turns out or if anyone else comes in. But for Salah, one of the absolute best players in the Premier League, best players in the world, you could probably count on one hand on the amount of players who are capable of replacing him. And not even that's not necessarily being better than him. That just can do a similar job. I don't think there's, there's many at all. Gillian and Bappe. And a push after that you're really struggling you're clutching the straws so mm-hmm. um you can't be allowed to go you know looking at it from the outside looking in <coughs> I think there'll be a mutiny if, if they allow them to go and I think yeah. we we'd be put in an awkward position about how we cover that um I think it'd be kind of front page stuff if I'm yeah. honest yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll wait and see but I do think they will are kind of on eggshells at the moment just in case that bid does arrive yeah. It's
3: interesting what you say about Mbappe because it's it's just quite funny the sense that if Liverpool do go accept 150 million pounds or whatever, like they can just turn around and then go to Paris Saint Germain and say here you go we'll give you 100 we'll million for all, yeah. yeah and then. They can sell him to Reimsburg at the end of the year for about 500 million. So uh, everybody works out. Every well, yeah, exactly. Did you ask Jurgen? What do you think? He's here. Isn't he? I don't know why I didn't introduce him. Yeah. <laughs> Decent Violet. guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's enjoying it. Uh, it looks like, like Vinny O'Connor's talking to him there by the look
2: I mean, on his face. He played the down, didn't he? He's
1: not happy with yeah. that joke. Right, um, Sean, um, if this bid had come in, or bid, they haven't actually bid yet, but if this interest had been been there early in the summer and let's say they they did make a bid, do you think we'd be having a different conversation? Do you think that we'd be talking about perhaps selling a 31-year-old salad? Or do you think it would still have been a firm no all summer, this summer?
0: I think it would have been a no at any point in this summer because I just don't think Liverpool, as they are right now, in terms of how they're constituted with the recruitment you know, side of things, and God God bless him, Jörg, you know, who very much seems uh, an interim sporting director, doesn't he? And like, are still on his probationary period. I, I just don't think they would be geared up to making that sort of Replacement decision, you know, and and okay, the money would be, would have been there clearly if they, if it had been a hundred, hundred and fifty mil for Salah, but I think as as the lads have referenced, you know, you look at the Fabinho and Henderson fallout, and Liverpool just haven't been able to deal with that in in a, in a kind of optimal way. I think mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. The, the all these Salah deals have like caught so many clubs on the hop, you know, and it's been it's been massive for so many, and it likes to like Chelsea. You've been able to kind of correct mistakes. You, you can make that same argument for Liverpool, you know, in terms of getting players off the books as you said before, who. I don't think fans would be that disappointed to to see go, albeit it just hasn't worked out well strategically. Like the, Both of Fabinho and Henderson going okay. has become a problem. But yeah, as Doyle said as well, like there's, there's such... At this point now, there is, there is just no time to get the yeah. replacement done. And as Gorti said, I think it would just cause mass panic. There's, there's no way it can be countenance now. But I think the conversation has to begin about when he does leave because, OK, age-wise, that's not a big concern. He's, he just, as we've said already, he keeps himself in incredible shape. He's still clearly a top player at, at, at the top, top level, um, you know, personally and just in, in, in world football. But on his contract now, there's two more seasons, isn't it? Goes to 2025. Yeah, I think. two so, years left. You know, what Liverpool just cannot do, I think, is let him leave for nothing. Yeah. And, and what Saudi offers in some ways, and, you know, there's, there's, <laughs> there's rights and wrongs about this in, in kind of every sense, you know, moral senses and stuff. But there is now, as, as we've said, a bigger fish, you know, Liverpool... Are more of the Wigan in this arrangement, are they? And I think probably at some point in the last few years, they were put with the thought well, when do we sell Salah? When do we cash in on him? And when does that set in motion like a a rebuild? And it it looked for all the world like that opportunity wouldn't happen because of various things, I suppose, but you know, COVID, a a downturn in in market conditions. But even next year, with one year left on his deal, I mean, Salah would be, he would go for what? Well, well, upwards of 50 well, mil, a, honey, honey oh, gone 90 that, million. I yeah, think. yeah, I, yeah. I, I think You'd well. be looking for 100 million, wouldn't you? Still? Sure, surely,
1: Saudi Arabian clubs with the money that they've got, if Liverpool indicated that they would be willing to do a deal, would still be offering. I don't really think the, the figures would change no. that much for this no. year to next. If, if well, this, this goes down to the goals.
3: whole a year down the line of that league, and we have to see how it yeah. goes. So yeah. That's, yeah. that's the other thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is, is this a big examination? I mean, you, you just said there, and you it's been sort of. Hinted that throughout this podcast so far that Liverpool are the Wigan here, which I think is financially You you never want to be the Wigan. Speaking of somebody from St. Helens, you do not want to be the Wigan. Financially, perhaps. But I find... Is this an examination of of not just player power, but club power in the sense that Saudi Arabian clubs can't have it all their own way just because they've got a load of money? Surely this is up for the European super clubs almost to show, hang on, we're a far bigger club than any of these clubs will ever be. No, you're not having our best asset. This is where you want to play your football. This is where you want to win big prizes. If you want to put your name down in football history, we've saw um, you know Vega, the, the lad from Celta Vigo, going over there, and I think Tony Cruz said yeah, that was embarrassing. But if we'd just seen Kelly Mbappe go there, even if it was for a year, but he hasn't gone, has he? No, no, he hasn't exactly. And that that is well then. The, is this not an the, examination thought, then, of, of Salah, then. who is is 31, but if he wants <laughs> to compete at the highest level, like Ronaldo <laughs> did till he was 30? But the thing now about he, Salah
3: is that he's won the Premier League. He's scored in a Champions League final that they've won. So, in so terms, so of, in terms of. Yeah, know, yeah but, you know, it's like Ronaldo just moved to a different club. I don't think Salah's going to go to another. What I mean, a different club? I mean, a different European. club in, in Europe. I don't think Salah's going to a, another one of them now at his age. Um He could have gone. Could have gone. Couldn't he? Real Madrid were interested in him, and you know he ended up saying there was all that talk last last year, wasn't it, when he signed a new contract that he could have gone elsewhere. So, and it's interesting that his agent didn't. He said earlier this month, I
2: think about he, two weeks ago, wasn't he, he was on, yeah. and
3: and that came after the Al Ittihad stuff first came out, and they said the report was that they were going to offer sixty million. Yeah. It's like sixty million. that wouldn't even get one of his legs. Mm-hmm. So I think that I don't know what's changed for them. That's why I just think it's a bit. It feels to me as though it's pressure from out the Saudi Arabia end to get Salah to say that he wants to leave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the reading of it from my point of view because if they were really that serious of trying to sign him, they'd put in a massive offer and they'd actually make an offer. still haven't. Mm. Whenever we are recording this on the Friday afternoon, they still haven't done it. We're almost to just less than a week to go.
0: The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
2: I've seen some of the some of the footage of this Saudi Pro League, and honestly, I think <laughs> <laughs>
3: careful, careful, <laughs> careful.
1: This started very yadad, your didn't it? An <laughs> elite, I've seen if some, you're some of the, you're of the an elite level. <laughs> what do you think of who, the German who, league, Gusty? <laughs> I think if you're French an elite level player, don't, don't ask about, player about player, yeah, yeah. Who can,
2: Who's playing currently? Playing it, or was playing in the you know top leagues in Europe, like a Jordan Henderson, like a Fabinho, who weren't so long ago, over turned up in the Champions League finals, and you're going to. To, to, to that standard of football with crowds that, you know, so, some of the um, Alessafac crowds of League Two level, you know, 6,000 yeah. average attendance, maybe less. <laughs> I, think they, I think they should be ashamed of themselves, to be honest.
1: I wonder a year on, you make that point.
3: What I hang on. What I would say there is that with Henderson and Fabinho, let's look at those two. Henderson quite quite obviously knows he's getting towards the end because he's 33. Fabinho probably thinks, I'm not as good as it was went at the last year and he knows quite well in his own self difference with Salah is that I don't think he thinks that no so no, no. i I think he's probably looking at it and but let's, just, let's be guessing what he's thinking but you wouldn't be surprised if he looks and goes well I don't want to go there yet because that's not up to the standard that I should but be that, playing that, that's which what is what you were trying to say yeah, before. Yeah. yeah yeah so what's he going to win over there
0: do you not think though you know that was yeah. the word I was going to use like, ultimately this will come down to that and the position I think Liverpool have no real argument in that well, obviously they do, there's the, there's the honour there's the stay at Liverpool and break all the records you know, and uh, play at this level but if it comes to next summer or, or even before then Liverpool are trying to negotiate a contract with Salah, a new one which they'd have to do Unless they sell him now or next summer, because I don't think you can lose Salah for free. You know, no, seen no. Liverpool do that with too many players, you can't do it with him. But how do they compete? You know, we've already said he's on estimated what 300, 400 grand a week. If he's being offered one and a half million a week, I don't, I don't know if Liverpool got a leg to stand on in those negotiations. You know, that yeah. that's where I think the game has changed. and but, but that does has? come down. Which club has? Yeah, no and it comes down to style,
1: and it comes down which? to the player, doesn't it? To, to say, you know what, even for. £20 million a week. I don't, I'm not going to go there because it's just not. And I, and I wonder what, what you say there, Gorsi, I mean, we, we laugh, but at the same time probably none of us have ever watched anything from the Saudi Pro League. You may have now watched a few clips to see how certain players that you know are getting on. By the end of the season, some of you may have even watched the full game. I doubt I'm going to find the time to watch 90 minutes of Saudi Arabian football. But I might have watched a few clips. And I wonder over the next season whether we'll, we'll find out whether the likes of Mohammed Salah Actually, fancy going there because they'll see more of it, it'll be more exposed, they'll see that the, the crowds aren't very big, they'll see that the stand isn't very high, and, and we'll see over the next year or so yeah, Henderson's, whether they, they're up for it.
2: Yeah, Henderson's the example I, I think of of this you know, when they come out and the line it up before kickoff and there's less than 6,000 in the ground or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. He's been playing in Anfield for over a decade, he's used to some of the most red hot atmospheres that you'll ever play in and you never ever watch as a f- football follower or fan or whatever. He must just think, What am I doing here? Like, you know and then he gets his paycheck and think, oh, fair enough. back to the Saturday afternoon. He's thinking, this isn't great. Like, what am I doing here? But and he's, and
3: he was at Liverpool for twelve years—a very long time. There aren't yeah. many players who last that long at Liverpool. So I think he, yeah. Well, will he stay? You know, he, he's not going to go. He's not going to regret going. Oh, we should have stayed to have a bit more experiences because he wasn't going to get many more, was he?
1: No, but I think for some, of any of the younger players, Vega's is a good one. Well, that's a good example. Think, yeah. Think that we can watch. Does he stay relevant? And I, and I think you know, Jordan Henderson, one of the most interesting things, and we're not. Go down that route again because we'll be here all day. But it was him speaking to Gareth Southgate about perhaps staying around the union yeah. set-up. Well, well, that, England set? And I found that hilarious because, like, you know, that if you're going to go and take the money, surely you've got to accept that playing in that league is going to reduce yeah. your chances yeah. of playing for England. But I wonder whether Vega will still carry on playing for Spain and whether he'll be he'll continue the upward trajectory of his career because you would think not. I mean, um, it's
2: it's quite sad that that Gabriel Vega situation because. Liverpool were taking a look at him. weren't they? We had the yeah. Brown dude; they're interested. Chelsea, they're club, inevitably, they? Newcastle, Napoli. Um.
1: Chelsea interested in the player?
2: I oh, know, <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Hard to believe. <laughs> um, to the... And then he goes and shuffles off to Saudi where he'll just be, a, I guess, he'll be a, a particularly good player in that league, but no one will ever think.
1: What, what I'm look how looking, difficult what, will it be for him to leave that that's league? About to say, I was yeah. about
3: to say exactly the same thing. What will be interesting is, say after a year he goes, I've just earned an absolute fortune. He says, however, oh, I want to go now. So the Saudis go, okay. now What price do they put on him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we just paid you know, an awful lot of money, and you've just improved as a player. So here you go.
1: And when, and when, say, let's say he's after decent. Let's say Newcastle. Maybe Newcastle, not the right example. Let's say Tottenham offer him sixty grand a week, and he's on two hundred grand a week. It's going to be hard for him, you know, to go. Maybe he knows that from the Maybe off. he knows that. That's Maybe why he he's that. gone to get go a, a year, year
3: or two of load of money then he can go right I can do whatever I want now. Yeah. Money won't be an issue for the rest of my yeah. career. Yeah. So he can he can actually go where he wants to play. It's like a
0: mid, mid-career retirement like a Gary Neville style mini retirement isn't it? Then you come back and play your proper football. Do you mean yeah. a holiday? Yeah. Well that's, yeah. that's <laughs> what Gary meant a holiday. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. back, back to Salah. Crystal ball out. Year's time. Sort of similar money offer. Are you, are you thinking that next summer might be the right time for Liverpool to sell Salah?
3: Well, if it's all still the same as it is and they're still interested and they're offering a hundred-odd million pounds, then, yeah. Let's say Liverpool, Liverpool
1: are in the Champions League and, and he's scored. Well, then I
3: don't does goal. he actually want to go, then? Let's yeah, just yeah, say yeah. Liverpool have done quite well this season. Will he want to go? That's a completely different thing. That's on him. Yeah, In fact, but I you, actually I'm think this whole you, thing... Is your,
1: so I'm John I'm, Henry, inside John is, oh,
3: I'm, in, I'm John Henry now. Yeah.
1: Well, you're, you're a combination between John Henry and Jürgen Klopp, so I want your... John Klopp. <laughs> you, John Klopp. Yeah, yeah, yeah John Klopp, yeah. I <laughs> J- want w, your footballing yeah. reasons and you, perhaps <laughs> your financial... <laughs> you, you, know, you are <laughs> Liverpool Football Club. Aye. Right, yeah. yeah. The entire thing. So tell us, what are you going to do next summer?
3: Um give better access to the Echo for a start. <laughs> 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 um, okay, what are we are going to do? I think with Salah, if they get a massive offer for him, then they have to entertain it and then just say to him, what do you think, Mo? Do you want to go? Mm. That's exactly what will happen if things go the way that they are, I think.
1: And would you personally? Say yes.
3: Would I say yes if I'll would have been 32. I don't even remember being 32. Um no, not not you. I'm not so sort of, like I'm that. not like saying that you're an Egyptian happens. international. You. No, I'm you're not. not. I'm, can't I've, I've, I've confused <laughs> <Come on>. you. <laughs> I but would you if you're Liverpool
1: football club still, would you say yes to 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 the offer?
3: Well, as I said, it entirely depends on whether the the money's correct if they're going to offer 100 million pounds to a player. the money
1: The money's correct. This is like this fellow that tweeted me this week. This Ross fellow said you never get a straight answer out of Ian Doyle. The really? money is correct. Is that what he said? Yeah. Is <laughs> yeah. 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 it me dad? Yeah. she <laughs> to, to he, Ross, he said, uh, If you ask them
2: for a cup of coffee, you would say, bro, I don't, don't want a sleeve
3: of coffee, do I? Or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Anyway.
2: Um, the money is correct.
1: All the figures are correct. Are you saying yes, you'll sell Mohamed Salah? The
3: only way I would say
1: yes... <laughs> hang on, hang on. Wait, we're getting there. The only yeah. way
3: I would say yes is if the plan has been put in place to replace him. That's the only time you say yes. And once that's all sorted, then you do because it won't be like this summer where they've been caught on the hop with Fabinho and Henderson that had a whole year and everybody else, not just Liverpool, but all the clubs will know yeah. these are the players that they're probably going to be interested in. We can plan accordingly. And that's why, when the situation or the circumstances that I would say yes. Is that good
1: enough? That is good. enough. That's good enough. Yeah. That's a yes. Goalsy, same question so, so, to, to you. Uh,
2: so, uh, are you <laughs> repeat, repeat the question. It wasn't while I was The question is,
1: same circumstances next summer. Let's say Liverpool are in the Champions League. Yeah. Would you sell Mohamed Salah at 32?
2: Yeah, because I don't see, see a, new, a, new, a new contract on the horizon for him because he's currently got the biggest contract Liverpool have ever handed out to anyone. Mm-hmm. You don't improve on those terms for someone who's very much the wrong side of 30 at that point. Mm-hmm. So I think there'll be a, I think there'll be a, a massive um, new strategy in the recruitment department this summer. Replacements for everyone because now everyone's fair game, aren't they? Do yeah. they obviously, mm-hmm. clearly haven't had one for Fabinho or Henderson. Um, and he wouldn't have I had mean, for Salah. No, let's not go back into that. So I, okay. I guess now that the thinking is, well, we need two, three players yeah. for, for every position now. So, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I've said this for a while, now. I think this will be Salah's last 12 months for Liverpool anyway.
1: I will ask you the same question, Sean, but shou- shouldn't Liverpool have been forward planning, he's 31, to replace Salah? He's got three, two years left in his deal anyway. I, I'm
0: not I mean, convinced. He's the most
1: important player, isn't he, or arguably?
0: <clears throat> I, I do think that the pitch has changed so much this summer with... How quickly the Saudi League has become such a how big deal? How quickly is fair? You know, that would be my thing. But yeah, in terms of the Salah question, there's not obviously no way you can do anything now. Liverpool can't have a second season of transition. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, take the big risk in the next week. There's just no way. You no, wouldn't get a replacement. But I think I think plans as he said, you have to start planning now, and you you have to get a fee for him. You have to be realistic, and I don't see how there's any way they can negotiate a contract. I mean, you know, you can't even get him on a, a kind of. Year rolling deal on his current terms because the, there is that glittering prize of trebling, quadrupling his wages elsewhere, being the poster boy of the league, you know, he would he would clearly be the, the biggest name in that league, wouldn't he, if he went there? Um so yeah, I think they have to start doing it now. And and I think he's one of those players where can you even get a direct replacement for someone like him who is so good? I, I can't see I mean you know, obviously, if you said right now, do you want to swap those two players, I'd mm-hmm. say yeah. But I don't think there's many players who do what Salah does on the right side of the pitch as an inverted winger. You know, coming in onto his left foot, he's. I think Liverpool have to start planning to replace him, but almost replace his output around the team, yeah, and yeah. They yeah. maybe think what happens on the right wing, and, and don't think of it as being the next Mohamed Salah or you know, two or three players, or and some of those will be existing guys who come in and do it. But yeah, you, you, you've got to get money from Mo. would be my thing. Yeah. So
3: what? What I would say, you mentioned then about should they have already been planning to replace him? Well, no, because it was only last year that they actually gave him a contract and yeah, extended the contract. I, I, I so sorry, you can't. The... You can't. Start planning to replace a player who you've just finally convinced to, to remain for three
1: years. I, I, I appreciate that, but uh, but then you're down to two years. This, year. I mean, Liverpool. Well, ha- Liverpool would often have, would often well, would often tell people that they plan several yeah. windows ahead. Well, that is several windows ahead. Two years from now is is four have transfer there, windows, Have there not
3: there? already been stories linking Liverpool with salary replacement uh, before so, so any of this happens? So happened that's my summer. point. Is it? Yeah.
1: Are they planning? They should have been planning, well, and then they might have to go. You know what? We were planning in two years to buy X, Y, or Z. We might have to bring that forward a year, and we might have to look at slightly different people, because yeah. it looks like Salah might... Lo- but then the other team,
3: the, that selling team, will then need to buy a player and so on and so yeah, forth. Of, yeah, it's yeah, of course, weeks of course. Go, of course. So.
1: But like Sean's mentioned, even if they were planning for... When they gave Salah a three-year deal, surely they're not planning to lose Salah in three years, because they wouldn't be planning to lose Salah on a free... No, they? it'd be two. It'd be two it'd years. Be two. So two years is next summer, isn't it? Yeah.
2: I know. I know. So it's a completely different way of working <laughs> in terms of
1: the, <laughs> the model. But just, like, I have a conversation with the matrix. No, you were saying. saying why should they have been, been doing it already? Yeah, exactly. Well, they should have been doing it already. Shouldn't they? If they've got, if they're planning on losing salary in two years, then surely those two years should be spent, a part of their recruitment part department should be looking for a salary replacement should be sh- getting yeah. targets shaping them up making sure yeah, I'm f- sure they are the, you've just said no, that they I'm wouldn't say, I'm,
3: no I'm saying I'm sure they are but they would not have been expecting to sign anybody
2: no they wouldn't be, but they were expecting to I'm sign saying. them next
1: summer
3: I think
2: you know, totally different mo- like models and <laughs> ways so of curious. working but look around Man City have replaced their players this season Um they've obviously lost they just lost Laporte haven't they've signed Guardiol mm-hmm. Jeremy Dock who's come in when Mahrez has left Um Obviously missed out on missed out on the midfielder, didn't he? So they're going for Mateus Nunes now instead. Yeah. Yeah. Um Liverpool still probably found one to replace the two who've left, who who kind of weren't part of the plan earlier in the summer.
3: Mm-hmm. That- Say so that comes down to the money then. Do you think Man City wanted to sell Mahrez? Pretty sure that they no, wouldn't no. do. Pretty sure but they do, wouldn't have yeah. just went no, and bought yeah. Jeremy Doku, didn't they? Yeah, yeah well, that's it. And they've, and they've only just done that as well, haven't they? They've got the money for it and then it's well, comes it comes yeah. back to yeah. comes back to that. Yeah, they've of course. But, I think but Liverpool, well. Liverpool
1: aren't you know and Cobalt Gorse says this sometimes. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, Liverpool aren't this poor team with not not a pot to pee in, and 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 they they have a amount of money. I, I hate this idea that Liverpool are Wigan, who are like looking around, going, oh, "How are we going to afford them?" Oh, a got, of time they've just trainer. got they've just got fifty two million in for Fabinho and Henderson, mm-hmm. plus a load of money off the wage bill, a load yeah. of money. And there was a lot of talk about, "Well, our, our wage bill's high. Well, the wage bill can't be as high as it was because they're not paying, they're not going to be paying anything in." Um, in bonuses for last season because it was terrible, yeah. and they're not going to be they're not they're not going to be paying. Well, I'm not going to list them because it would take me too long. All those players at a million a
2: week saved yeah. from yeah. all those players. Left. So,
1: so this idea that Liverpool can't replace certain players because they don't know they have they've just made a hundred million pound bid for a player. Yeah. So the money's a, there. The a, there's a, a slightly
0: different conversation between replacing, say, Fabinho and Henderson and doing it well. Albeit, I would add the caveat of I don't think that was the job that Schmeckker and Co were expecting to no, do this no. summer. And then what do you what you do with Salah, who's already. A massive, earner it? Like, I, I just think like there might have been a world in which Liverpool waited a year or two and thought, well, okay, do we do we cash in on Salah now? And that's part of the, the reason yeah. for the new contract, you know, him down. Uh, and then they probably had a look at him and think, is he physically still there? At, you know, 33 and made the decision then. But I think that decision now is so much harder because of the Saudi league and, and how much they'll be putting on the table as for, for Rami and Ma- uh, Mo to walk in and go, we'll look at that. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
1: Oh I absolutely think the Saudi league has shaken things up this year but I think the point still stands that they gave Mohamed Salah a 3 year contract last summer. They they would have been planning 2 years down the line to either give him a new contract on probably vastly reduced terms or replace him. So in their head they can still work to that plan next mm. summer. And if they haven't got a plan to replace him then we're seeing like the midfield yeah. and possibly like the defense that they don't they don't have a good plan and and Recently, Liverpool have been exposed in the transfer market yeah, of not, not having a good it's plan. not really the
2: framework you want, yeah. it is either To be replacing Mo Salah, you want, you want a Michael Edwards at his absolute best yeah. and yeah. Yeah. all the kind of good noises coming out of the club. You know, now at the time, with Schmack just kind of got into his final days of his contract, I guess, is yeah. it, if it is yeah. a three-month. Yeah. It? Yeah. Um, it's not ideal, is it?
1: No, it's not. Anyway, um, moving on from Salah, Ghosty... Um, what else did Jürgen Klopp have to say in his press conference? I know there was some injury news, some slightly concerning yeah. news for the weekend.
2: Um, already, Liverpool are counting the cost of injuries, aren't they? <laughs> um, Ibu Canati is going to miss Newcastle on Sunday. Is he a doubt or is he, he definitely going to miss Newcastle? Is he a doubt? Yeah, yeah. Right. Um. Well, I mean, already, that's a concern. He's a doubt, he's it? probably yeah. going to miss it as yeah. well, isn't he? Yeah, and uh, it? I think it was James Pearce actually who asked him about potential defensive reinforcements, and, I mean, I'm, I don't know about you, Dodi, but I was I was unsure as to what he meant with any of that answer. He kind of into that he was happy with his options, but that he was still looking, and I didn't really know what to take from the answer. So uh, he mentioned Jarrell Kwanzaa, which was interesting. Um, Kwanzaa was, was paired at the training ground, just kind of knocking about. I'd be concerned if the manager's mentioning him, and you know if you were steadfast about getting a, another defender in, which I think they already do need. Um, Curtis Jones injured as well, isn't he? So you know nothing new here, but Liverpool... Already starting to see one or two issues, which is um, why most people have been talking about the need to, to bolster the squad. And uh, a week left of the window, and it's going to be a massive week, I think.
1: We talked at length g- earlier last week about centre-halves and mm. injury problems, perhaps biting this season. Is this a slight worry, then, um, that, that Canate, who's, you know, we looking at him and thinking it's going to be a key season for him, is already suffering something?
3: The more that I look at Jürgen here on our screen and think about what he said about the centre-backs is that I think he's having a... My opinion is that he's having a bit of a slight... Not dig, but a little kind of like prod at the recruitment team as if to say, we need a centre-back here. Come on, we need a centre-back. Because he did... there's slight We were trying to listen to it properly, weren't we? We didn't know whether or not he'd actually said that. Yeah, we were a few rows back where yeah. you, you, you don't get every single
2: word. So you have to listen to it back from YouTube. But he said now we need a bit of luck with injuries, yeah. didn't he? I yes. don't know whether he was referring specifically to... And I'll say for this weekend or, or just generally, but I think I mean, there was talk that Endo can play centre back as well. But you want you don't want any square pegs and round holes this early on the year,
1: no? I mean, yeah. the, the, sorry, oh, sorry, go on. go on.
3: The thing about the centre backs as well is that he also mentioned in that a reply, he said, We've we've found that in the past when we've you know, he said something, we, what did he say? Something like, We're in dreamland if you have. St- if you have a, a, a lot of options for each position. Mm. says so that's not always the case, as we've we've learned now in the past. And obviously that's in reference to the midfielders last season and the centre-backs two seasons before that. And he's already... That's what makes me think that he's thinking, come on, we actually do need a centre-back. And we know that they'll like get Cole Will at, at Chelsea and it's obviously for quite a while it's been obvious he's not leaving Chelsea and he's signed a new deal, didn't he? So that's the end of that. And... Well, that lad who's at Tottenham, Mickey, Van 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 de Ven. Yeah, they were never really as far as we're concerned. I think that was one with people putting two and two together because of the Schmadke links. But there's loads of defenders out there. Mm -hmm. And we know that they've got some money. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not the full, you know, 95 million or 90 million that's left over, you can still get a defender, a good defender, for £50 million. I think the only problem for Klopp is that he does the old thing of he likes to stay loyal to the team. Mm -hmm. And he's worried. I won't say worried, but his concern would be buy this big money centre-back. Nobody leaves, because there's no guarantee that Nat Phillips is going to leave. Mm-hmm. Then you've got six, plus he mentioned Quanta, that's seven. And then he's going to say, well, what am I supposed to do with all of these? And I think he's always had that, hasn't he? He's always mentioned about we can't have the massive, massive, massive squad, because how do I keep everybody happy? But I think the, he's, he's suggesting that, look, Canati is a bit injury-prone, Van Dijk's 30-odd, Matip is going to have to be replaced anyway. Yep. So that comes down to yep. kind of what you were saying before about Salah is this could be an opportunity for them to get somebody in, and even if they don't play all the games all season, they're going to be somebody who's going to be ready then for when Matip goes, and who knows what else could happen, because Van Dijk will then be 33, 34, starting next season. So, 33, yeah. Yeah, so these are it's not getting any younger. Liverpool do need a centre-back, I think, and I've been saying this all summer, and I think that my take from what uh, Jurgen Klopp said there is he probably thinks the same thing as well, without actually saying it.
1: Is it not a big concern, Sean? That, I mean, we we spoke about this. I'm pretty, pretty sure it was last Friday's podcast about having these concerns in the middle of the season if they don't sign a centre half. But we're having this conversation three games in ahead of a big game. That if Liverpool lose, I mean, it's very very early in the season. But if you lose to a top four rival because of certain injury problems at the back, it's pretty galling. Is it? Is it not? I mean, I know it's been. A, summer of chaos because of certain outside forces maybe Liverpool didn't plan for. But the the summer started really well. They obviously wanted and needed a centre-half all summer. They clearly wanted Caldwell. Maybe there was a bit of a waiting game to see whether he'd stay at Chelsea, but it's been clear that he was going to stay at Chelsea for a good five weeks now? Maybe even longer, than that? And even even when they wanted him, they must have known that that was always going to be a long shot because even if he wanted to come, Chelsea were going to make life difficult. So isn't this another thing that we're looking at going... How have they got to A week of the window left, no centre-half, injury?
0: Massively. And, and it's, I would argue as well with the centre-back situation, it's not the first time that this has happened. Is it? That, mm-hmm. The season where everyone dropped, you know, obviously Van yeah. Dyke and then the, the – I can't remember the order now. Was it Van Dyke then Gomez, then terms yeah. the yeah. of injuries? Yeah. And, like, as soon as Gomez was injured, things should have been in motion for that January whilst this time okay the injuries now and it's late i, I think the, the the trigger for this really okay they have been looking as, as we've said about colwell and others but the trigger should have been when regularly the team started playing free at the back because yeah. like you know the, the Klopp said it himself today in the press conference um Canati had to do a lot of running and okay it was because it was against 10 men but in in this system now i think in some ways it plays to his strengths he's obviously technically a brilliant player all-round athlete as well it, it's a very cute role in terms of the, what you have to have about you to be able to do it and he's got that it asks so much of him every single game mm-hmm. and then you look at the other flank and you've got Robertson who isn't a centre-back that's just obvious isn't it and there's, there's ways of testing him I think not that he's a weakness in this system but there's still a lot he has to learn and adapt to it and, and just the fact that you're playing three of them like, often you know like um, and, and, and they're doing the work of four really this, this should have happened a while ago and, and now I'd say it's, the, it's more of a pressing need to get a central defender in, than it is another midfielder right now at this point. The, but the one thing, not to kind of undo everything I've just said there, but what I was slightly surprised about in the first two games of the season, I thought it was going to be box midfield, free at the back, would be like what we'd see for like most of the games. But um was at the Bournemouth game, and obviously we'd just watch the Chelsea game on telly, but it seemed like it was a lot more 4-3-3 in, in, in the shape for quite a lot of the match. Um, and obviously, again, the caveat of mm-hmm. McAllister going off and them having to go... 4 4 1 yeah. uh, effectively against Bournemouth for the, for the last half hour. But I think if you're only then saying there's two centre backs and Trent's at right back and Robertson or Simicass is at left back, it's not quite as bad. So, you know, if, if they're doing that and then they're being quite a bit more careful about when they transition to the free at the back thing, then you can get away with it for a little while. But that's all it is. It, yeah. It's getting away with it. It's clear that another body's neither than the, the kind of mental gymnastics about justifying how many we've got or saying, well, you know, it would be dreamland to have that many. I always say that, that type of thing with a bit of a pinch of salt because look back at last summer when Klopp was talking about the midfielders and, and you know, listing his array of <laughs> options whilst yes. actually trying to sign to many or yeah, whoever yeah, in the yeah, background, yeah. Bellingham, you yeah. know, I, I don't think you can ever... The manager's got to back his lads, hasn't he? And, you know, that he'll always say things like that, but I can only hope that there, there is work ongoing and that someone crops up because, you know, this, this Canate thing should be... The trigger should have happened a while ago, but this should be, like, the glaring red yeah. light that they yeah. need to do on. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
1: Just in the immediate future, Gorsley, do you do you think that you have to lose the box formation and the, and and that for this weekend because Kanata seems to be such yeah. key part of that in the way that he plays and his domination of yeah. That side.
2: I, I think I mentioned it on, on a, the most recent pod we did and, and Doyle spoke to him last year didn't year as part of a kind of sit down with him and he said this new formation is a bit different. I'm having to do loads of work and mm-hmm. I can't do it all the time and. He is overworked Disney on, on that right side and mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is down to Klopp asking Trent to play two positions. You, yeah. you can't really expect them to do absolutely everything, can you? Um But yeah, I, I, I agree with Sean there. I think they will absolutely have to, to bring another centre back. I mean, you can't start throwing Quanser in as a as a potential option. You know, he's he was on loan at Bristol City in January, he was playing on the 21s football last season. A good prospect, but if he plays, you know, his next game for Liverpool is a senior debut, so should
1: be a league Cup game, shouldn't yeah, it? Yeah,
2: yeah. Um so yeah, Liverpool. Much much work to do in the final week of the win though, which is um something they've not really been used to for the last five years.
3: I think they've got enough forwards, they've got enough goalkeepers. As far as I'm concerned, you can get by with the midfield even with the injuries because they're still it was on the well, if it was it, McAllister. You don't really want Gagpo playing there, but the point is you got McAllister Sobislai, Endo, then you got Jones, Thiago, and Elliot and Basetic, there's seven. Even if four of them are injured, you can still get by in a game. So, you know, you can't just keep on buying players forever. Although, as we saw last year, there can be a chance that almost everybody gets injured or loses form. But it would be a dereliction of duty for them not to sign a centre back now, I think. Yeah. I think they're just setting themselves up for a, a massive fall. If they don't, especially with the comments, the, you know, that's, that's almost like... Uh, and get you know, not a come and get me plea, but a go and get somebody yeah. plea without yeah, it actually yeah, being one yeah. well, is what it sounded like.
2: I should really make a note of this, I might do a piece, later. but yeah. again, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've mentioned them twice now. But Man City last year lost a couple of defenders to injury. so we went and bought Manuel Okanji. And He didn't cost the earth, he was 16 million from Dortmund. You yeah. players out okay. I think there was a contract situation there, and they obviously kept some tabs on it, but you don't have to go and spend. 60, 70
3: million on, on someone. To me it comes down. Like the, the problem with Liverpool to, is that yeah. they, again, it comes down to the city thing. City can throw 16, but 20 million. Yeah. And then they if it doesn't work, they go, okay. But Liverpool feel as though, hang on, the next centre back, is. It doesn't I mean, just have to but be but for but now, it has if, to be for the next five yeah, ten or 10 years, whatever. well, and, and that's, but that's what I was about to say. Then those kind of, the sh- that shows that perhaps that policy has changed because it has to change to. To fit the means of what other situation that is.
1: It, it comes back to what Klopp said, and I, and I hang on this every time we talk about it, but that take more chances to, yeah, a, to FSG. Yeah. Take more chances. Yeah. And yeah. Liverpool in the next cool. week have to take a chance. Really quickly, because we're coming towards the end of it. Just wants to quickly Newcastle, very polarised. Oh, well, there's a game. There's yes, a game, yeah. There's a game. There's <laughs> a, <good> a game. <laughs> very polarising club, aren't the Newcastle? I was quite like, growing up, I really like Bobby Robson. I used to think that some good flair players that I used to quite like watching. Um, but obviously, in recent years. Um, I'm gonna ask you to keep it brief, but what what are your thoughts on Newcastle? Where, where do you stand on Newcastle? Club city, just not the city, the club, obviously.
0: Um, yeah, similar similar to you. There's a whole Keegan connection. Yeah, wasn't Keegan, up. like Keegan, yeah. you know. I never really go so far to say I had the second club, but I like, used to like you know Liverpool mm. games against them were always great, yeah. really, which which helped growing up. Um, obviously, what's happened in recent years is is is, is not very palatable. But I have I have. I don't know if this is quite the right type of answer that you're after, but I have a begrudging respect for how they're recruiting. Yeah. And yeah, like Eddie point. Howe. And, and so I kind of, yeah, I'm looking at what they're doing and thinking it's all very sensible, but I wish they weren't doing it. Yeah. Ghosting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Got no real time for Eddie Howe. I just think he's a little bit of a middle of the road, won't rock the boat. And I think he's ideal for what Newcastle are now in terms of those tricky ownership questions. You just straight, straight bats them and people mm. move on. But um, like the club and the... You know, whole massively supported club in a big city yeah. up in the northeast and and all that kind of stuff. They're just being used as a kind of Saudi Arabian government toy, which is a massive shame. But the supporters are within the rights to enjoy what's happening to them at the moment. I guess.
3: Yeah. yeah. Joe, if you had to draw Eddie Howe, how how how. So what proportion? I, I, would his features be compared to the rest I mean, of his
1: face. Get rid of Clark and put David Squiers's the owl face. That's my favourite thing about Eddie Howe. It always will be. And, um, although I would say I I I have been impressed by his his work last season. When I, mean, I I I really thought Eddie Howe was like your average sort of young English manager who gets a bit more credit because they're young in English. But yeah. I think he. He Did do really well last season, and he played in a style that i didn 't really expect I thought he would go and try and make Newcastle this sort of really nice on the eye team and they 're bad on the eye but he but they dug in as well and, and one, one, the one, one thing yeah and one, one thing that I was really impressed with last year is they scored goals at the right times How many times did you watch Newcastle, and you were think they 're under a bit of pressure here, or you know they need a the goal here and they get one and, and that i think is is a really really good. Attributing a team if they can get goals at the right time, but what, what do you think, Doyle? Did actually tell us? I deflected that quite successfully, yeah, didn't yeah, I? Yeah. Um, it's not like you to deflect the question. Yeah,
3: yeah. That's what it's years of doing this job and yeah. having it done to me. No, uh, no. I'm doing it again, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Newcastle. Um, the food's good in the press box now, so that's good. That's better. Um, in terms of actually, as a club, funny enough, right? When Eddie Howe first got appointed, it wasn't by these owners, was it? If you remember, and. Yes, was, not it? Was it? They yeah. sacked Bruce. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A oh, they sacked Bruce. And that's it, right. And you, oh, that's yeah. right. You're right, actually, yeah. But he didn't make a great start, did he? No. Didn't make no. a great start. And I remember I put a tweet saying, is he going to be the first or the next manager to be sacked? And every now and again, I'll get some Newcastle <laughs> <laughs> fan retweeting yeah. this. Yeah. Stuff from about the but what, so I'm going to do it again and say that um, i would be surprised if Eddie Howe's still in charge this time next year. Really? Yep. Uh, I think it's an interesting season. I agree with Sean on the way that they've recruited. They haven't done a Chelsea and spent billions, but that's partly because they can't because of the FFP. And it'll be interesting to see what happens when that yeah. moves on a little bit and allows them to start spending a load more money, because I'd imagine that they would be. Um, in terms of the team, when Liverpool beat them 2 0 last February, you weren't there, were you? No. No, right. So it was me and Theo, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, speaking to one of the local reporters who I know, and they were like, oh, it's just going to fall away now. They'll they'll play the League Cup final. That was, and then that was the yeah, following weekend. Yeah, they'll play the League Cup final, and they'll get probably get beat. Or even if they win, they'll go, yeah, we're in Europe. And then they'll fall away, and then if they get beat, they'll fall away, because we just can't score any goals. And of course, since then, the um, they just kept to score loads of goals towards the end of the season, didn't they? Because at the first, I think at that point, I think they just scored something like five it's goals, got to about seven a lot or of goals eight, eight. Yeah, it's yeah. Over, hasn't it? So. In in that sense, I was surprised by the way that they held on. To be honest, so I was quite impressed with that. But I do think that they are a level below the others at the moment. I think Liverpool are still the team; they're the target for Liverpool still. Yeah. And I think overall, it'll be interesting to see how they cope with playing in the Champions League as well yeah. this year. So, I mean, not new for yeah, them as a yeah, club yeah, yeah. because they were in it loads of times in the nineties, yeah, I mean, weren't they? Twenty years, the last yeah, year. but. But it's for, you know, and I think going. To, for,
1: for the team, isn't talking it? Talking
3: about the fans, mm-hmm. I think they had to put up with a lot with Mike Ashley, so you can't really begrudge them too much of, like, you know, celebrating uh, the way things are going at the moment. But although I'm quite glad that they've toned down the whole Saudi thing, which they did have at the start, yeah. I think they've kind of realised that probably wasn't the way to go. But again, as, as Gorsi said, they are just like the plaything for them. It'll be interesting to see. How that develops further down the line if they don't start winning stuff pretty soonish, because that's what makes me think that Eddie Howe might be in trouble. If they don't, like, it wouldn't surprise me. For example, if Newcastle finished sixth and didn't get to any cup final this year, and then you go, "Well, hang on, what are we going to do now?" And, in real, and they would It's not a bad it, season, exactly. Club, I, yeah. was gonna say, cause, if, I was going to say you because the season,
2: season, like you look at some of the, some of the players who are in their starting eleven, and you you think are these Champions League players, but well, yeah. they're going to be so. Yeah. Um, but I do agree with you in terms of how they're gonna to have to handle the, the Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday fixture turnaround around now with the squad department don't think they
1: You get more injuries, don't you I think yeah. immediately.
0: The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo
1: All right, well we'll um, we'll move on to picking our teams quickly and making predictions. Um Sean start with you, Alison Becker in goal pick you back for if Canad is not fit. Um
0: yeah, well, going back to what I said before, I think it will be more of a four and it will be Trent, Robertson, obviously Van Dijk. The final call, I think, is really hard because um, you go with Gomez, who's, well, Matthew hasn't played so far, has he, last couple of games, whereas Gomez mm-hmm. has come yeah. on off the bench, at least, and had had a little bit of a run out. You know, his his pace and his, as a more direct replacement for Konate, it's probably him, but I think just because of all, there's so many like units in the Newcastle team, isn't there like Byrne, Isak's massive, mm-hmm. uh, someone else, Botman's massive. Mm-hmm. I would say Matip gets
2: it just in terms of aerial presence. Yeah. So, yeah, be Yeah, yeah I've got to say Matip over Gomez. Um, I don't think either of them had great seasons last season. Um, but needs must, I guess, if Garnate's out. Totally. Well, I initially thought Matip, but the
3: more I'm thinking about it, the more I think Gomez. <laughs> the other way. Yeah, because yeah. I think he's... the are right, they are quite quick. Matip had a few iffy games early on in the summer. Early on in the summer, he's better after that. But... Uh, yeah, the fact that Gomez has been getting on and he can, if they do decide to play that box midfield, it, it, it's more when you were just explaining it before, is that he has got the pace to come across and he has played right back loads yeah. of times, so he understands both positions, so I'd probably say him.
1: As ever, I agree with my friend Ian Doyle <laughs> um, and put, we'll put Gomez in there only with a few sort of the future and a bit of, bit quicker down that side. Uh, midfield, does Endo go straight in, Sean? I
0: think he has to, yeah. I think it'll be him and McAllister finally in that. Slightly more advanced role and and Sobosla, yeah?
2: Yeah, I don't think there's too many arguments to be made. You know, everyone and the other midfielders have got issues, haven't they? But Breschetic and Tiago haven't played since what March and April, respectively. Jones is still struggling with that anchor injury. Uh, Elliot, possibly. But um, I'd be managed to go with the same one as Sean.
3: I think it has to be the new three. I think what would be interesting is that Sobosla will now be on the left rather than the right, which is where he's been for the first two games because McAllister will be on the right. That's right, isn't it? It's correct, yeah. Sobside, who's been on the left during the summer. And I think Harvey Elliott is probably about as close as you can get to being in the team without being in the team. Yeah, he's done because well. Because I think his you? two cameos that he's had from the bench, yeah. I think he's been really good. Yeah. And he was really good in the last... He did the same thing at Southampton last game last season. Came on and was really good. And he's done really well when he's played during the summer, so he can't do much more. Oh, so, yeah. But I think yeah. we'll, we'll see a load of him
0: this season, just not quite yet.
1: Okay, forward line, Sean. Any changes in there?
0: Um, I, this is the one where I would put Gakpo down the middle, up top, so which means probably Jotted, which feels very unfortunate given he's. he's, he's it's, I think he's had a weird couple of games where he's had spells in them both where he's been amazing and he, and he has had them product. But yeah, I wouldn't start him. It would be Diaz, Gakpo, Salah.
1: Agreed, Sean. Great front three. think? Yeah, you I think
0: so. Uh, Josh is a strange one, isn't he? Sometimes you watch him and he goes, not
2: having a great game, and then he, he Hops, gets a little assist, or he, or he gets a goal, or whatever. And that's a huge asset to have. I think, I think he's Liverpool's best player inside the penalty area. But I just think Gakpo, for his security and possession, his ability to carry it over distances, with Salah on the right and Diaz on the left. And nobody really?
3: dropping Salah? No. no. not <laughs> no. for this one, no. no. Not sending out the, that message. Uh, yeah, I played Gakpo as well. Um... Purely because, well, two reasons. One, he keeps the ball a lot better. And I agree yeah. with what you said about Jota. It's very hard to rate. He, is, he comes up with the end products, but mm. you know, if he's not doing that, then he obviously, sometimes he looks as though he hasn't played football before. But what he is, is a massive pest. don't know whether you remember Paul Dickoff Paul Dickhoff for of City, in the old days, he used to be like everyone who used annoying? to play, yeah, yeah, annoying, yeah. and I'd imagine Jot to be quite annoying to play against. Yeah, so I think that he'd be quite good to bring on in the second half if mm. you know it offers Liverpool something a little bit different. And of course, there's still Darwin Nunes, who we could do an entire podcast just talking about yeah. him, but I think he's just against somebody like Elliot who's just got to bide his time because yeah. he'll get loads of chances to play. And when he gets them, I think he showed in the summer that. He's probably going to you know, score a few more goals than he did last year.
1: Yeah, that's the thing about Jota, and I always feel like I dropped Jota, but he's great off the bench. And, and, and I don't think any of the other players make the same impact off the bench. So I'm always happy to have Jota in reserve because you think if they need a goal late on, or even if they're, they're leading, you wouldn't surprise, be surprised if he comes on and nicks one. Yeah. Um, but I do think, I mean, at Chelsea, there's been a lot of talk this season about Liverpool not using the ball well. I think he's a big part of that. I think he's awful with his back to goal. And, mm. Just he works back, sometimes wins it back, and then gives it away so quickly. And and Liverpool have got to stop the ball coming back at, at them. Predictions wise, then Sean
0: really difficult. I think it'll be very tight. I mean, Liverpool did the double over them last season, didn't they? Mm. But obviously the the Anfield goal was 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 very late. A um, bit boring saying this, but I'm gonna say one one. one, I, one I just think it's no. you know it's one of those where neither team will want to lose this. It's, it yeah. feels like a you
2: know. Yeah, I'm gonna go two all. The be an the game. Um, just can't see Liverpool coming away with a, a three points.
3: I can't see Liverpool winning either. I wouldn't be surprised if it was 2-1 to Newcastle, but... Oh, darling. Uh, but I not like you, Nian. I said, said I wouldn't be surprised. No, I, wouldn't said be... I said 3-1 against Bournemouth. I got it right last yeah, week. Yeah, so did I. We, um, we, matched, we matched up again. We yeah, agree. exactly. We're always agreed on yeah, everything, you goal, know. Yeah. Uh, just <laughs> <laughs> uh But probably one all, isn't it? It's going to be one all.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with Gorset. It's like 2-2. I, th- I think there are goals in this, but yeah... I, I I think it's gonna be a tough one, but plenty of goals and a pretty good game. I think if they can shut the crowd down early doors, that would be that would be massive. So we will be back on Monday, Bank Holiday Monday, um, to talk about the Newcastle results, hopefully some transfers and the final few days of the transfer window. Thanks for listening. See you then. It's all right.
0: You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.